This is NGBN TV, a network for men and home to top experts, speakers, authors, and more. Streaming TV for men, created by men. But why? Why are we a network that inspires, educates, entertains, celebrates, and supports? Men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, simply to save men's lives. There is an epidemic in our community. And it's taking men from us. I'm talking about mental health and suicide. But we have an answer, and it's streaming, live shows, sports, concerts, and more. In a real way for men to lock shields. We can't wait to launch this TV network for you and with you. 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 Join our movement at ngbn.tv coming January 2024. This episode of Pick Up the Six podcast is brought to you by Amino Vitals. Amino Vitals' mission is to provide the highest quality of amino acid-based nutritional products to all athletes aspiring to improve their conditioning and performance. The BCAAs, glutamine and arginine, help replenish the body's muscle proteins and jumpstart the recovery process. I've been using Amino Vital since last fall, got introduced to them, and I see a positive impact from their action and recovery products. It helps me just get rid of some of those, you know, aches and pains that come with a tough workout. Hit up amino-vital.com. Use the code PUT6 at checkout and save 20% or just click on their link on the show page and save today. About 10 years ago, Joe Baker found himself in a rut. Not long after that, he found a group of men that helped him unlock his purpose. And since then, he's not only transformed his body, but also his mind. He's now a staple in the Go Ruck event community, taking what he's learned along the way to form his own tribes while training others for greatness through Joe Baker Fitness. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend Joe Baker on this episode of Pick Up the Six podcast. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Pick Up the Six podcast. Got my man Joe Baker on the show. What's up, brother? How are you? What's up, bro? How are you? Good, man. Um, listen, if you guys have listened or watched this show long enough uh, on our Spotify channel, on YouTube, or on NGBN.TV, you've heard me talk about this guy, Brad Borders, plenty of times. We've had him on the show a few times. Friend of the show, uh, does a ton of incredible work with Purple Heart Homes. Shout out to them. Go check them out uh, and just support their worthy cause. They're doing amazing work uh, to help veterans. But Brad, every now and then, is like, you got to have so-and-so on the show. And I don't ask any questions. I just do whatever Brad Borders tells me to do. And he's like, you got to have Joe Baker on the show. I said, yeah, but I kind of, I think I kind of know Joe Baker. I know him through something and then start peeling back the layers. I'm like, oh yeah, go ruck guy. I think he's been to a few F3 workouts, just a good dude and totally fits what we're doing here at Pick Up the Six. And so my brother, it's, uh, it's good to have you, man. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Uh I always do everything chap says as well. <laughs> we, we affectionately refer to him as chap uh, for our F3 bros. It's a non, non F3 podcast, but we talk a lot about this amazing organization dedicated to fitness, fellowship, and faith. Obviously it's had a huge impact in my life. Uh, remind our F3 brothers and just those interested in what we're doing in the F3 space. You do have an F3 nickname that you walk around with. I do. I do. Finger licking good. <laughs> <laughs> FLG. FLG. Can you right. give us the um is it a PG story as to how yeah, you yeah, got yeah. that it one? Was, it was gonna be greasy chicken, but uh they, also good. 
they uh, they settled on FLG. Uh, I am from Corbin, Kentucky, which is the home of Kentucky, Kentucky Fried. Fried Chicken. Ah, yeah. the the Colonel. So you're kin to the Colonel. Uh, yes, everybody's kin. Sure, if you're from there. <laughs> so that's the funny thing about this amazing men's leadership and fitness group is part of the secret sauce outside of what really makes it special, the circle of trust at the end of every workout where men can stand in community and fellowship together after having done something hard for about 45 minutes, working out at five in the morning, outside rain or shine, peer led in rotating fashion, is that in this COT where you can talk about a lot, we give each other goofy nicknames. So you got Hello Kitty on one end, which is ridiculous. I think I got, I got a little HK, hard to see over my shoulder over there. In the background, supporting as always. My kids love it. I have two daughters. They thought it was hilarious to give me a, a goofy uh, nickname like that. I said, got more Hello Kitty shit in our house than you guys know. I'm, <laughs> embrace it. So finger looking good. good. Good to have you, brother. Go to F3Nation.com. Check out what those guys are doing. Uh, amazing things across our country and across the globe now to spread this idea of getting guys up, get them, get them right, get them fit, get them physically fit, taking care of themselves first. Cause until you do that, you're not fit to take care of your family, to lead and ultimately leave a legacy, right? Leave this place better than we found it. And I know that that fitness uh, part is a big part for you. So good, good to hear the name origin story. Cause there are some, there are some good ones out there for sure. A lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. I like to give guys just sometimes random totally random nicknames. We had a guy the other day, spent a lot of time as a cop, did a lot of Intel work as a police officer. So he's affectionately now known as uh, stitches because snitches get stitches. <laughs> uh, there's always, there's always a tie together. There's always something. There's always, and it can there's, be there's always something. Not even make sense, but there's a tie there. We're going to get to know you hear your story while we're giving shout outs, huge shout out to my friends at one nation coffee. So grateful for John Richards and those guys, veteran owned coffee company out of Charleston, South Carolina. They're doing amazing things, roasting coffee down there, shipping it all over the place. They sent us a whole bunch. Are you a coffee guy, Joe Baker? I, I am a huge coffee guy. Coffee uh, we go, we go, we go and take a few of those bags, send them your way as a gift from our friends at One Nation Coffee. And if you go to One Nation Coffee's website, use the code PUT6, you can save some cash. So save a little bit on your coffee subscriptions or coffee purchases. And you know what? Extra shout out from my friends at Parents for Educational Freedom in North Carolina where I do a bunch of work to help them spread school choice across our great state. And we had some recent victories. So go check out PEFNC.org and support them. Cause we're just talking about supporting all of our friends. Today. That's the way this show feels like. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Right. So why not? All right, man, let's get to know you a little bit. I know you are just heavily involved in the fitness space. Joe Baker fitness has been blowing up. You're transforming lives, but you got unlocked in this thing about 10 years ago in 2013, you kind of felt like, you were in a bit of a rut. Something, something just wasn't right. So take me back, man, 10 years to this kind of transformation. Yeah. Happy to, man. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a hard story, but it's a, uh, I think it's so important because I think a lot of people have this same backstory that just might not realize it. Uh, I remember I was getting out of the shower one day, just drying off. And, uh, I seen myself in the mirror and I was like, man, you look like crap. <laughs> like, bro, what are you doing? And uh, I just, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And I am super scared of like some trying new things. So, but I've got to do something. So I just went into the gym at work uh, where I was working at the time. And I just started like asking questions and trying to figure it out. Right. And I didn't get it right. I never got it right. I just, you know, I got hurt a lot. I got sore shoulders and I got sore back and, and all the things, but I, 
I just kept showing up though. And uh, a lot of people around me like seen me trying. So they were like, Hey man, I, I want to help you. Uh, so about a year, I would say about a year of that. And uh, uh, a, a dude asked me to go out to F3 and I was like, man, uh, I don't know. Kind of, he asked me, I don't know how many times, but anyway, uh, the problem was, is I was a super selfish person that I didn't realize. Uh, so like, not only did I look bad on the outside, I was actually really bad on the inside. Mm. Right. Uh, just a lot of bad, uh, a lot of bad habits, uh, a lot of bad choices, like trying to make self choices that, uh, the path of least resistance. Mm. Right. So, uh, started putting myself out there and, uh, went to F3 actually as a selfish, uh, gesture thing. Cause I signed up for this tough mutter thing. First event I've ever done. And, uh, I was like, Oh, I need to run more. I need to get in better shape. And here's a way that I can do that. So like, didn't care nothing about like who was there, who was showing up or whatever. I just want to go. I just wanted to go work out more to get in better shape for myself. What I didn't know is what I was going to find there. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, a lot of good men challenging you in a really positive way, uh, but not telling you you were a piece of crap, <laughs> but uh, trying to show you the light, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, they said, hey, man, there's some dudes uh, training for this uh, Go Ruck event. It's 48 hours long. Uh, they're doing a double heavy, right? And uh, they're doing a simulation. Uh, we called it the Quarter Ruck down in uh, Huntersville. And they were like, man, you should try that. You would be good at it. And I was like, easy day. I can go do that. So I went and I went on the Go Ruck website. I bought a ruck. I bought plates. I bought the whatever. And I showed up to this thing like two days later after I got my ruck and stuff. And I was like, okay, here I am. And it absolutely destroyed my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the first thing you did in that space was a double heavy. No, 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 no. So oh, this was, was you did the quarter one first. That's right. Yeah. You did the so quarter first. I did the quarter row, which, is which was, five. it was eight hours long, eight hours still. And it was just nope. a simulation that these guys were training for the double, double heavy. And you had guys, uh, you know, Ramrod and two buck Chuck and, and all yeah. these Winnebago, all those guys, hard um, chargers. Yep. Very hard chargers. And I'm looking at these dudes and, and I'd never met them before. Um, and then Ryan McKinney was, uh, was the uh, cadre for that for that simulated event, and uh, man, he put it on me. He 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 really brought to light what kind of person I really was without really saying what I was, and it was so cool. Uh, and uh, I remember getting done with that event and just like crying because it was over. <laughs> like I am so happy this is over. And I was looking over at those other guys, and I was like, they don't even look like they're they're hurt. Like, how does that, they're superheroes. Like, that's not even possible. And uh, so then I, then I sparked my interest and I started following along. And uh, these dudes went and done a 48 hour event and I just could not wrap my head around that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. How can you physically do that? I don't understand it. Like, by the way, like we just did eight hours. You're talking about 40 more. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. So that's like running your first half marathon and thinking, Oh, I would just be turning around to head back now. (laughs) And that's not even, that's, that's even more further way down the road. Right. But that mental part is so what happened to you in that event mentally that you didn't anticipate? Cause you said it changed you like, yeah, I mean, physically I know it's hard, 
but something must have happened upstairs or maybe even in here. It did uh, both. Um, so at the beginning of that event, uh, in these go rec events, you'll have a, a team lead, like a TL. And they made me a TL on purpose. Knowing yeah. yeah, we that do I that. Could. We do that in the F3 grow ruck space, right? Yeah, Where you could, yeah. They pick a guy to be a platoon leader at an event, knowing farewell that that man needs work in that space. Or I've seen father-son duos where they make the son the PL and the father the assistant. What a dynamic that usually is. Oh, wow. I bet that is yeah. sick. It's incredible. Uh, so that's what they've done, right? And then they set me up and they were like, hey, man, uh, you're in charge of these 25 other people, right? And I was like, uh, okay. And I've never been in any type of leadership at this point in my entire life, right? So uh, I remember Jedi, Ryan McKinney, he asked me, he said, he said, are you in a place of leadership and like in, in your career? And I said, no, sir. And he said, uh, that's probably a good thing right now. <laughs> and I was like, kind of offended, but at the same time, right. like I'm paying attention. Right. And, uh, I remember him asking me, and this is when I realized like how, how I needed to change my view of thinking, uh, is we were doing some, we were doing the welcome party, right. We we're doing all these exercises and stuff. And the, the, such the selfish person in me was like, man, these guys didn't show up prepared. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in shape. They can't do the work in the amount of time that the cadre are giving us. Why did these guys show up? Right. Like I'm, I'm pointing fingers. Mm. Right. And I thought that was, and I thought that was the right thing. Right. Cause I didn't know. And, uh, I remember Ryan asking me, he said, Hey man, uh, he pulled me off to the side and he said, are these guys ready to go out and do this event? And I said, Nope, I don't think they can do it. And he was like, really? So he turns to the crowd, to the guys in formation, and he says, hey, listen up. Your team leader says that you're not prepared to go do this, that you didn't train hard enough. He don't think you can do this. And I remember feeling about that big. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I like right then and there, I started really thinking about like what kind of person I really was. So now I've got another seven hours of this to really think about it, right? And now I'm having to stare each one of these guys in the eyeballs for the next seven hours. And are they quitting? No. Nope. And nobody's quitting. Right. So uh, when I left there, um, we patched and everything. And, and when I left there, I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to be better at that. Yeah. Like whatever that is. And there, there's a, a thousand uh, things that I learned from there. Right. But uh, and still learning. But that, that was a hard point in my life to where I can say, okay, this is where I really need to look into me and put effort into me and be, and be selfish, but in a, in a positive way yeah. so that I can be a better person for the people around me. What is the answer there? Are these men ready? You're like, no. The right answer to me is, yes, Kadra, they are. We'll get through this together as a team. Absolutely. Right. Right. But, and shit hot. You're going to have to figure it out. Like, yeah. and yeah, yeah, we're going to screw up a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're always going to be the whole point. Like you're going to, we're going to fail at all these, ta right. Pretty much all these tasks are built yeah. for us to have failure in them to then ultimately yeah. succeed together. That's right, man. And that's, uh, and, and that's, that's the, that's the lessons that I need to learn. Right. Yeah. And, um, uh, so from there on, I just, I got obsessed with it <laughs> and, uh, so then I remember sitting after we were at a little brewery there after the event 
hanging out and I remember all those hard chargers with two buck and ramrod and all those dudes that were sitting at this table and I was like man and I'm so over there by myself like just talking to nobody right <laughs> and I was like man I want to earn my spot at that table and I just from there on I just kept kept moving so uh and now those dudes are really good friends of mine <laughs> and uh and, and we hang out and talk and, and train together and stuff. So it's uh, quite the, quite the flip flop. Yeah. When you say, when you say you got obsessed with it, what did that look like in those first days, weeks, months? Oh, uh, months, years, man. Still, yeah. still obsessed with it. So, Cause we're going to miss eight years ago, right? We're talking about eight years ago at this point, right? yeah. if you look, which is wild when you think about that. It, it is. <laughs> uh, so I started really paying attention to the go ruck world. They didn't put a whole lot out at that time. But I was like, this, I want to be able to do what they do. So how, I need to train the way they train and I need to figure out how to do that. Uh, on top of that, I got obsessed with uh, audio books on leadership and mm. all these things. And I became really good friends with, uh, with Ryan McKinney then after that event. And he was, he started mentoring me. Uh, the guys in F3 just started mentoring me. And I, and I was like, asking questions and really wanting to dive in to have these really hard conversations that I never had before. Mm. And then, uh, they were challenging me to do things that I tip, I definitely wouldn't ever do like running a workout. That would never happen. <laughs> it's one, it's one of the really, uh, sort of unique parts about F3. And we're going to talk about some of the parallels between this F3 world and also just what Jason and those guys at go ruck have done, which has been absolutely amazing. And the key to both of their incredible organizations is they built community right? Jason has built community. We've had Jason on the show. Absolute privilege to have him on, right? Just built community around shared values and characteristics, right? Yep. And so one of those core principles in the F3 space, and men, if you're listening to this and you haven't been to one yet, go to F3Nation.com, get on the map and see where there's one in your area. And if not, and you want to start one, we can help you do that. And I can connect you with the right guys to do it. But one of the three core principles is, and you heard me say it before, peer led in a rotating fashion, which might sound trivial to some. Oh yeah, guys just lead workouts. But listen to what Joe just said, or, or listen to other folks, you know, maybe the men coming into that circle don't have the opportunity to lead like that. And you think, man, I'll just come to this thing and I'll just be a casual bystander. Bullshit. Like, no, no you're in the, you're in the, you're leading now. You got thrust into it in an incredible way, high stress, low viz on an eight hour butt kicker. Right. But imagine after to stand, the vulnerability to stand in front of 15, 20 dudes at five 30 in the morning and tell them what to do. And they damn near, they're going to give you shit and they're going to have a hard time. They're going to mumble chatter, but they damn near follow blindly because they trust you because they yep. want you to lead. That's pretty incredible. And that doesn't happen in a lot of other places. After we go ruck, I think it figured it out. I, I would I would actually agree with that, and I think that's what drives me to keep doing uh, the go ruck events and stuff like that, yeah. and, and to be a, a part of that community. Uh, it's just you got so many like minded people there that, and they come from all different types of backgrounds: uh, doctors, lawyers, stay at home uh, moms, uh, just teenagers, whatever. But they have this some this little fire inside of them that just wants to be a better better human to, to go out in their communities and teach people how to be better humans. And it's amazing. More with our conversation with Joe Baker, but first a quick break to hear more from our friends at NGBN.TV. 
All right, we're back. Super excited about what that network is going to be for men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. We'll be sharing more about that as our journeys continue. Let's take a quick little pause here, Joe, just to set a little bit of context. So maybe you're listening for the first time and you're like, man, I've heard of this rucking thing. I've heard of some of this, but give me a little bit more, right? So, so go ruck in a nutshell, the idea, the thought, like, what is this thing? Uh, to, I guess in my explanation is uh, you got some special forces operation or operators, uh, either active duty or retired and they come out and they teach you things in leadership and team building skills that uh, are very relative to your day-to-day life. Um, and they teach you how to do this through <laughs> pain and suffering. That's right. Through weight, weighted, <laughs> right, weighted backpack, movement, physical yep. endurance, pain, yep. suffering, mental fortitude. I'll tell you what, and now I want to get back to you. I, as an F3 guy and then having some, I, I was... I had a very, I had a closed minded view of this and I'll explain it. I hope it makes sense. You see the American flags back there. You know, the history of my dad and my family in the military. I never put the uniform on. So for me, I was, I had a closed minded view of those kind of events thinking, man, I don't want to go out there and dishonorably like play soldier, right? Like march around and act like I'm all these things that I, I'm not, that I've never done before. And it's not that at all. Can you pick it up from there? Yeah, some people uh, we joke around in the community and say it's like um, it's like cosplay for military stuff or something, but it's yeah. like, but it's but it's not. Um, you know, you're just putting on a on a on a backpack with some weight in it, and you're going out and you're doing tasks that you have no idea what the tasks are, and um, it's it's teaching you to communicate with other folks who you might not even know. And being able to perform these tasks at a high level, and um, we say it's pain and suffering. Yeah, is it is it physically demanding? Absolutely. But is it absolutely miserable? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be. Depends on your training, right? But depends on your perspective too. Like, uh, yeah, perspective. No, nobody forced you out here. By the way, like we're paying money to go to these things. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So it's 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 you're gonna get every ounce out of a go ruck event that you put into it so if you want to learn you're going to learn if you want to carry heavy sandbags you're going to carry heavy sandbag if you want to challenge yourself you're going to challenge yourself if you don't then we you know you call those the gray men right and they'll they'll hang out and and they'll still pass the event and hopefully they learn something and they come back and and step up their game or um they don't come back and they still learn something and they take it into their communities either way so I want to talk about uh, some of the events that you've been a part of and, and what you've done to sort of transform into this fitness space, right? Because now you're training, you're teaching, you're, you're doing what ultimately we want to see every man and woman do that gets involved in these things. Take it all in, then give it away. Take it in, get yourself better, give it away. What did you do in those early days to strengthen your mind and body? What were you doing fitness-wise? What were you doing diet and nutrition? I mean, give us some tangibles, man. Like what was the Joe Baker transformation like? Okay. Yeah. So I started. Uh, Cause I want to steal some of these ideas. <laughs> I hope a lot of people do. Uh, I need to. And imperfect it. Uh, so uh, we can kind of start with my go ruck thing. So I signed up for a F3 custom heavy. Okay. And uh, that was the first event that I signed up for. Heavies, uh, uh, okay. 20, 24 hours, hours basically yeah. a day. He- so in the in this space, you'll hear heavy, tough, light. Heavy is a 24-hour training endurance you know, movement, right? Tough, 12-ish, 
hours, give or take. Is that a fair assessment? If you're doing a tough, how long does that yeah, usually about, take? Yeah, about 12 hours. So if you hear me talk about an F3 Grow Ruck event, which we've sort of modeled after our friends at Go Ruck, but we throw a lot more F3 Vernac into it. That's usually 6 p.m. to, you know, 7, 8, 9 in the morning. Similar idea. Light, Similar. shorter, more compact kind of program. Yep, absolutely. So nailed it. Um, and then there's some, we'll call them tier one events after that. But um, so I, had, I signed up for the heavy. And then uh, I'm like, man, like, how can I keep dialing in the training? Now, early on, we were doing some crazy stuff, man. We were we were training for two or three hours in the morning before work. We were making sure that we were getting uh, in ponds and being cold and rucking with our shoes off and just making it as miserable as possible, right? Yeah, uh, that sounds that sounds terribly awesome. I know, like I look back on it now, and I'm like, so like, what, what am I doing? One, one time, one, uh, these guys took us while we were training for this heavy. And they zip tied us together, okay. hands and feet, and made us low crawl together. <laughs> it was great. It's not unheard of. <laughs> so, right? It's not unheard of. You uh, can't really train for some of the things that get thrown at you. Like, oh, you got 30 dudes on a beach, and there's a string coming out of it, and you need to pull what's under there and build that thing and then carry it up the, like, what? What? Yeah. What? What do you got to do? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Or build something and not be able to talk to each other. That's even harder. Yeah. So, uh, so, there, so that's what's so interesting too is like you don't really know how to train for these things, but you you kind of get the concept of how to train for them, and then you always go and learn something new, and it's awesome. So, uh, but getting back on track, uh, I signed up for that heavy, and then I was like, oh, I should probably go do a light before I do a heavy. So I did the light, um, and then before I even did the heavy, uh, we signed up for an HTL, which is a heavy, tough light in one weekend and, uh, to get your bolts. Um, and, uh, so then when, when that task came to, came into the picture, it was like, okay, I've got to learn, I need to learn how to eat better. Like, what do we need to do? So it was like, all right, so how do you eat for performance? And so then that's when we started learning about, uh, so I started working with a dietitian at this point and, uh, it was like, okay, we need to learn how to eat the proper amount of proteins. Uh, how many grams of proteins do I need in a day? How many grams of carbohydrates do I need in a day? How many grams of fats do I need in a day? Okay. And then you start, you just kind of start and you're never going to, you're not going to get it right the first month. You're not going to get it right the first six months. And, and I'm still adjusting my 10 years later, I'm still adjusting my nutrition. Right. And, uh, like now I look back on what I was eating then and I'm like, man, what were you doing? <laughs> but I was doing way better than I was. So you just progressively get better. Um, and uh, so nutrition wise, I started learning like, hey, you got to eat the whole foods. You got to make sure you get your protein in because you're training hard. So you need the calories and you're breaking your body down. So you need the proteins to rebuild your body. But then you need your carbohydrates because you are training hard, you need your carbohydrates to give you fuel. And it's like, it's this big balance. And it's yeah. always, it's always, uh, you're always thinking about it. It's like, Oh, I got a run day today. So I'm going to do carbohydrates more today, but then I'm going to pack my protein after. So, um, so the nutrition wise, uh, huge help on, on the dietitian side on teaching me how to eat. Um, and I, and, and it was all about wanting to learn how to eat. Cause if you're, if you, do, if you're hiring somebody, uh, a dietitian or a nutritionist or whatever, 
to tell you what to eat and to give you a meal plan, that's fine, but you need to learn why they're doing that. Like, why do you need to eat these foods? Like, okay, I'm, I'm eating the food that you're telling me to. Okay, now I can't afford you anymore. Or I don't feel like I'm getting any value out of your services anymore. Well, now you have no idea what they were just teaching you. Yeah. So, so you can almost pay a nutritionist to teach you how to eat and you can learn that. And then you can start applying that to your family and, and the, the ones that are around you. So uh, that's essentially what I've done was I was like, I want all the information that, you know, because <laughs> I want to know how to do this. Uh, and it was the same for training. Uh, I, I got, I got hooked up with uh, uh, a cadre, cadre DS, Dan Skidmore. Yeah. And- been on, been on the show. Big fan. Oh, has he? Cool. Oh, yeah, bro. You want to, you want to talk about the hardest of hard chargers? I don't know that there's, I mean, of the folks we know, DS bro, about like as as he, tough as they come. He's decent. He's decent. <laughs> Go look him up. Yeah. Go uh, I'm honored to, uh, I can I can I'm honored to to call him a friend and yeah. a mentor. Um, so he was my coach. I actually hired him to coach me for my first attempt at Go Ruck selection, and we just became really good friends uh, along that little that journey. Yeah, hell of a guy. Great, great warrior for our country too. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, good, good guy to have. Team USA. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So he he kind of started. You know, you had the dietitian, nutritionist, whatever, helping you with the nutrition side, and then I really started learning a lot of detail behind training when I started training with him, like mm-hmm. reasons why you do certain things and. Uh, what I ended up learning from him, one of the probably one other than taking naps, <laughs> probably one of the most important things I learned from him as far as a, a training aspect was uh, I, I was kind of telling him what I was doing and how I was training and stuff. He's like, "All right, cool. I need you to do less." And I was like, "You're like, wait, what? What? That doesn't make any sense." Um, so he's like, "Yeah, man, I need you to do less." He's like, "You are overtraining," and I was like, "That's." I don't understand what you're talking about. Like that nobody had ever even mentioned this before. Right. So it took me, I'm going to say it took me a couple months to understand what he was talking about. And I don't know that I understood it then, but then I think he was giving me my workouts and teaching me things and mentoring me. But I think I was going behind his back a little bit and saying, I'm still going to go do these other things because I don't feel like I'm training enough. And, uh, we weren't really, let's just say we weren't seeing any progress. So he was like, all right, what's up? What are we doing? And he was like, you're overtraining. Are you doing more than what I'm giving you? And I'm like, uh, yep. <laughs> and he was like, all right, stop. And when I, uh, and then I just, so that selfish side of me said, I know better than you. Right. Right. So then when I recognized what I was doing, I said, okay, let's pretend like I know nothing about nothing and let's just listen i'm paying this guy <laughs> so let's listen to him right so i just did it t you know right down to the t and all of a sudden my strength went up my speed went up my hmm. everything went up and i'm like dang man i wish i had done this six months ago <laughs> right um so and he's I, like that's cool you can pay me extra now <laughs> you know yeah yeah right <laughs> so uh so he's been a mentor to me since since then and yep. uh really bringing me in and letting get me to meet people that uh that he knew in his world 
and learning from them and uh, uh, along with many others. But yeah. So part of it, part of that journey then becomes like you talk about taking all this in and then wanting to, to give it away. Right. So at some point you kind of transition into well, now it's my turn to kind of hand some of this knowledge off. What's that journey been yeah. like? Yeah. And that's, uh, so that's kind of how uh, Joe Baker fitness got started. Uh, talking with DS, I was like, Hey man, I think I want to, I think I want to start helping people. Like people want help from me, but I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. And so he helped me, you know, he owned a gym and this, that, and the other. And, uh, he started mentoring me in that way. And, and along with him and Ryan and, um, uh, a guy named, uh, that Brad knows he's good friends with Chewy Almonte. Um, you need to have him on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, so he, uh, they all, I mean, and, and many, many more, uh, really pushed me in out of my comfort zone once again and said, Hey man, why don't you, uh, why don't you start training people? And it was like, I remember the pushback that I gave him and I was like, nobody wants to listen to this guy. Like why, why would they listen to me when they can go here or here or here or here or here? And they're like, man, just, just give it a whirl. And then, uh, my good friend, uh, white hatcher, chicken little, uh, F3 chicken little, uh, he, he was like, bro, you got to do it. And I was like, I don't know, man. So finally I did it. Um, and, and they were like, you gotta, you gotta teach people, um, kind of in a nutshell you got to teach people what you what you've learned yeah over the past year so uh so that's what i've been doing man and 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 it's been great i've been doing it for about two years now a little over two years and uh it's been it's been a cool little journey i've been kind of like letting it do or uh, organically and uh i built these um uh, on this marco polo app uh some communities where people can actually see each other right instead of like a facebook to where you're chatting on it or whatever, and you're just a keyboard warrior. Well, now you're you're looking at somebody's face and you're getting to know them and you're getting to know their their kids and they're getting to know their wives and their husbands and all this other things. And uh, and then on the side of that, they're in groups where they're all training for the same GORUCK event and they're scattered out across the United States. But for one weekend, they're going to all come together. So, but they've yeah, all cool. trained together for months i mean 20 30 weeks they've been training together and now they show up to a go ruck event and they're like hey man what's up that's cool see that's that that's the that's that community piece right. it just starts to permeate through in in what you do and the way it works guys you want to you want a validation this guy in one of his groups just trained up the most recent go ruck selection completer however you'd want to say it finisher <laughs> finisher yeah. And Allison, the first female to do it since 2013, and only the second female in the history of the GORUCK selection program to have completed it. So you got some bona fides coming through that. I got to think of all the things you've done, and we're talking about two GORUCK double heavies, Spartan trifectas, 200-mile relay races, HTLs, star courses, that selection program in which GORUCK puts people through sort of the, the ultimate test. Would you mind just telling our listeners what that program's like and what she just went through to get through it? Oh man. <laughs> I've, I've personally attempted that GORUCK selection twice 
And uh, I can tell you right now, it's, it is, it's, it's a demon. It's, uh, it's so, man, it's, it's a lot of mindset. It has a lot to do with mindset because I've seen some, some super fit people show up to this, yeah, not make it through two hours of it. So it's a, it's, it's a high stress, high volume of work. It's heavy. It's, uh, it's intense. Uh, the first night does not stop. So Mm -hmm. you go through like, you'll go through your admin stuff. You'll go through your PT tests. Um, and then you'll go through like gear checks and stuff like that. But then like when, when darkness falls, that's when, that's when the welcome party starts. Right. And up until daylight, it's just pure hell. I mean, it's, it's on the ground, off the ground, pick the sandbag up, lunge with it, low crawl. I mean, it's, and it's so stressful and so fast paced that, uh, that's where, that's where a lot of them go away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So just, just to make it, you know, some people say just to make it through that is, is in a, is in a different world by itself. Um, but the things that like your body breaks down and is basically in trauma, like after that first night, you've already, you've already traumatized your entire body. You've done everything it thinks it can do. Yeah. So or you think problem. maybe you think it can do. Yeah. I can't do maybe this. more importantly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where it gets to is it's like lunge. And then it's like your mind says, Hey, you you know, your mind is a defense mechanism for your body to say it, your brain only does one thing and that's to keep you alive. That's yeah, like, we got to get out of here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Shut off. So when you're, when you're lunging and your and your body's not doing it anymore, your mind's telling your body, Hey man, you need to stop. You're hurting me. Like you're, you're killing me. <laughs> so you have to learn to switch that off and say, Hey, I can do one more lunge. And that one is that the, is for you, is that the key to it? Cause I think you said the word one intentionally. Uh, yeah. So it, it is, it's one more it's, you can't look at go Ruck selection as a 48 hour event. You have to look at it as an individual exercise each time. So you have to break it down into super small segments and you got to say, okay, they want us to weigh our bags at admin because people will get stressed out over just weighing their bags. And it's like, okay, weighed the bag, check. Okay. Now they want us to do push-ups. All right. We're going to do push-ups, do the push-ups. Okay. Check. They want us to do sit-ups. All right. Check. They want us to pour all of our stuff out of our bags. Check. Now they want us to put all of our stuff back in the bag check like you have to you have to like really narrow it down to to the smallest form because if you start the welcome party and you say okay hey we've got nine hours of just physical fitness beatdowns going down right now well if you look at it you're like and you start getting tired you're gonna say hey i can't i can't do another four hours i can't do another two hours I'm tired now. How can I make it another 40 hours? Like you can't look at it in those scales. You have to say, okay, they asked me to low crawl. I'm low crawling. Okay. Get on your feet and duck walk. Okay. I'm, I'm done low crawling. Check. <laughs> so yeah. like you have to really narrow it down and then you have to really, um, uh, for me, this is, uh, this is 
what I was uh, helping Allison with and, and myself and, and others that I was training was there's, there's so much noise coming at you, screaming, yelling, uh, whatever. Right. All intentional with, with yeah. reason to try to break you down. Yeah. Yeah. For, with, with reason. Absolutely. And, but if it's screaming at you saying, uh, put your, put your ruck over your head, all they're doing is saying, Hey, put your ruck over your head. Okay. They're just doing it right. They're doing it in a manner that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're just asking Interesting. You something. So if you break it down, instead of, instead of hearing all this noise to where your anxiety goes up and then your brain starts firing off, you can just say, Hey, uh, you know, it's the same way. If, if you're, if your boss sits you down in a meeting and, and he's yelling at you and he's asking you to do things or whatever, telling you to do things, he's just, he's just asking you to, to, do your job. And, and at go ruck selection, that's all they're doing is they're, they're asking you to do your job, do the lunch. Like, and then your brain says, man, I really can't do another lunch, but you figure out a way to do another lunch. And it's not, it's not impossible. It's just hard. And it's, it's just a mindset. It ha- your body is completely depleted and you just have to, you have to have the will to pass. And it's, it's all for, it's all for a patch, right? It's really it. You don't get riches. You don't get these things. Um, but it's, you know, I've never finished selection. Um, uh, Chad Malone, uh, a couple years ago, finished selection, me and him trained together for years. And, uh, it, you know, we talk a lot about it and, uh, I'm good friends with a lot of the selection finishers and we talk a lot about it. And, uh, I, I feel like I have a grasp on, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I joke around. I'm like, Oh, I've never finished selection, but a lot of Olympic lifting coaches have never been to the Olympics either. So, <laughs> so what around. do you, what, what do you, I'm going to say what's missing, but I don't mean it that way. Right. What do you need to do then to get one of those done? Where, where have you, where have you bounced out? Uh, so the last time, uh, I was committed. I was, I can, I can honestly see here the first time I went to go rock selection and attempted it. I flat out quit. I, it got hard. I started falling behind. I was about 20 hours in and I straight up quit. And about one minute later, I regretted that decision. And I, and they didn't have go ruck selection the following year. And, uh, that was actually the, uh, that year, Chad and Chad Malone and I actually, uh, and Mark Gunther all trained together for that. And then, uh, you know, we all, we all quit that year and then Chad come back. I came back the same year, but they didn't have go ruck selection the following year. And man, quitting that event was the worst. I, I, that was the worst feeling ever. Because I didn't quit on, I didn't quit on just my or the or the event, right? No, like realistically, nobody cares if you finish go ruck selection or not, or if you quit go ruck selection or not, right? That in the grand scheme of things. But when when you put in so much time and so much effort and and commit your life to this to finish go ruck selection and you stand up and quit, like, and then you you really dissect that and you go, man, I can't believe I just put all that time in all that energy in my, my family sacrificed time 
I sacrifice time with my family. Like, man, that eats you alive. Yeah. And, and so we knew that we needed to go back. And uh, I was not one time during the second attempt that I did where I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I was locked in. I was going to finish go Ruck selection. Fact. I mean, I can, I can honestly 1000% say that. Um, but what ended up happening was uh, I ended up dehydrating and passing out. And uh, so I left, I left, uh, I left my body for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Not, it wasn't your choice per se. But, uh, like, but you know, it was, it, but you it call was, that a med- medical drop, right? Yeah. But at the same time, uh, it was still my fault, right? Like I yeah, did, sure. I didn't make sure that I was drinking my water. I didn't make sure, uh, to say, Hey, cadre, I can't get to my, my nozzle to drink water. I was just doing the work, doing the work. I'll figure it out in a second. I'll figure it out in a second. Uh, well, that time just kept slipping away. And, mm. uh, so and, and inevitably that was, it was totally on me. Uh, why? Uh, so, so then it's like, okay, what do I need to do personally, uh, to be ready for, uh, go rough selection if I ever go back. Right. So that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years. I knew I was going to take a year off. Um, cause I, I owed that to the family yeah. and, uh, uh, and honestly, I was actually planning on going back this year and, uh, I got a little injury that, prevented me from uh, doing that and i'm still still fighting that a little bit so we'll see how that goes for next year hey so before we because i want you to tell folks where they can go find more about this because i think listeners can be like dude i want to get some more of this i want to see what joe baker fitness is all about uh you got a go ruck code i that do people can go get some stuff tell yeah. them that uh, tell them what that is yeah hit up the go ruck website uh and all capital jay baker will get you uh will get you a sweet discount Boom. on your gear goruck.com jay baker is the code um what's my other question oh um so you start training people right you want to be able to sort of give that away right what's that look like tell people give us a data dump as to where they can get some of that information uh yeah so joebakerfitness.com that'll take you to my website uh you can read you can find out all kinds of information on there but uh there is a section on there for training uh if you have any questions whatsoever, you can absolutely email me from the website and I'll get back to you super quick. Um, yeah, if you know what you want, you can go ahead and sign yep. up, signed up and uh, get you started. What's so, an average, what's an average day of fitness look like for you? For me? Uh, so always prioritizing sleep. I, I work backwards from the time I got to wake up to the time I need to go to sleep and I make sure I get at least seven, eight hours of sleep. Uh, make sure I have a really good, healthy breakfast. And then at lunchtime, I am fortunate enough to have a gym like two miles from my work. <laughs> yeah. So I go over there, I get my lift in. Uh, I may do a little bit more if I got time. And then when I get off work, I have a home gym and uh, called the bakery. And then I go over there. Uh, the, right kind, the right kind of bakery for people to the be right kind of bakery. visiting. That's right. Um, so um, I go home, I train for an hour or so there. And then I do jujitsu one, one to two times a week. Uh, and that's about it. So how's, how's that help? Cause I, mean, I feel like everywhere I turn now from every podcast to every Instagram account, more guys are starting to roll and starting to fold that into what they're doing. Oh man, dude. It's so, 
it's it's another great community for one uh but what you learn out of that is that mental fortitude because you mm. get in places you don't want to be mm. <laughs> and trying to trying to make your way out of that but what's really cool about it is is it challenges the mind and, and for me it's like a uh it's almost like a stress reliever just like training right uh you go in there and it's a puzzle piece or a chess game and but it's with body parts <laughs> so <laughs> you have to you have to figure out the puzzle to see if you can win or not and if you don't you get choked out <laughs> and if you don't you right get, you get your ass choked out yeah exactly right. so it's uh it's it, you can you can train as hard as you want to in jujitsu you can train as easy as you want to in jujitsu so it's very scalable and when you do it uh for like for me personally it it helps your conditioning like no other. Like you can be a really fit dude or girl and you can go to jujitsu and I still get sore from it. Like it yeah. is, yeah. It, you, you use muscles that, that don't. You could also be the strongest dude on the planet and you could go get effed up in a big way. Uh, right? bro, so funny story, a pro power lifter coming to our gym. Uh, Thinks he's just going to manhandle people. He is, I don't know. He was like six, four, 280 something like that I don't House, know. Yeah. he was and he was no he was 315 he was cutting weight and that's why he, he was he was a mountain of a man right and i was like hey bro let's go roll let's go ahead and get this over with yeah <laughs> and my little 185 pound butt <laughs> like no problem no problem yeah, yeah. but that's awesome it, but when he sticks to it he's gonna be yeah. a lot to handle yeah, so yeah. it's so interesting that's awesome. Uh, JoeBakerFitness.com. Yep. JoeBakerFitness.com. Go there. Man, check this guy out. It's been an absolute blast. GoRuck.com. Code JBaker. You can save a little bit off of, dude, the best rucksacks on the planet. Hands down. Yeah. Hands also, down. Also, Catter right. uh, DS and I, uh, Dan Skidmore, uh, we got a uh, BulletproofBands.com as well. Love it. Resistance bands. And yep. Compression bands. If you use Baker 12, that will also save you some money. Bulletproofbands.com, Baker 12, save you a little bit. You've got recovery bands on there. You can wrap your feet, your ankles, your knees. You got resistance bands to be able to get a little bit extra in your strength training. Absolutely. Yep. Incredible. And if Dan Skidmore's involved in it, you know we're going to be fans of it. I know because he's a Greek god. He sure is. <laughs> he's, he's an incredible dude. Combat controller. Like, yeah, we've had him on the show. It's great. Go back and listen to that one if you haven't yet. You'll love it knowing him personally. You'll get a huge kick out of it. Bro, this has been a blast, man. I want to talk off air. I need your help. All right, man. I appreciate you. Let's do it. It's Joe Baker. What a great time, man. Great to connect. Love to hear the transformation. Guy putting purpose into his life, right? Service before self, strength of purpose. This is a guy who knows it's not your strength that holds you to your purpose. It's the strength of the purpose itself. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. <laughs>